previously on Good Sex, Bad Sex. So basically the windmill is when you... Watch your lipstick on the pink. <laughs> when you go up... Yeah, from the shaft. From so the she's shaft going up. Licking from the shaft up and to the And you do tip. a windmill tongue down. <gasps> oh! That's down. I see. And then back see. up and windmill down. And you do it all over okay. and then... So you buy the windmill down, because I thought you meant would circle the tip, Miranda. No, yeah, that's what I thought. The windmill is kind of like a... a Going left to right Left to tongue. right, left to right with your tongue. Yeah, all the and way you down. do that all the way down. Why is that yeah. called the windmill? That shouldn't be called the windmill. Know, that's just what I called it. <laughs> Hello, and welcome to Good Sex, Bad Sex, a podcast from metro.co.uk. It's kind of like barbecue night in hell, but a little hotter. My name is BB Lynch, and we have no Miranda this week. Get well soon, Kane. She'll be back next week. Coming up, we're talking to a lady with a fascinating job title. Hello, I'm Jessica Parker, and I'm a sexual educator and essential event manager. Essentially, it's sex education for adults. So all the stuff that you probably should have learned and didn't. I help people do that. So it's not just talking therapy. So it can be a bit of body work, so touch, talking about consent. Generally, it can range from just talking about sex. People might just have want to like communicate about questions or whatever they want to know, right up until like dealing with trauma, scar tissue remediation, boundary, sort of learning about your boundaries, learning how to orgasm, learning how to touch people, learning how to touch yourself. It can sort of encompass a whole range of how do you teach someone about consent? There's a wonderful woman called Betty Martin who has this beautiful sort of model called the Wheel of Consent. So in our uh, sexological bodywork training, we're taught about this model. And then it's a really practical tool to help with clients. So how do you teach about consent? It's actually quite simple. <laughs> we play a couple of games. People can need to feel into what is their authentic yes or no or whatever the authentic answer is. Um, so that's actually a tool to help people get into recognising an answer in their bodies. And when we actually stop and pause and listen to our body, our sort of true answer is there. But then how do you experiment and learn new stuff? Your gut is telling you if you like something, if you don't like something. Mm -hmm. If you're experimenting, mm -hmm. your gut's not going to know. Yeah, so it's learning about what level you want to go, where your edge is. So maybe I don't want to do that, but the negotiating sort of middle part, it could be offering alternatives that you are comfortable with that might mm. be sort of helping you get to that edge so you can explore without tipping over into sort of unsafe territory. Scary land. Yeah. This is going to sound rude, so I'll say it anyway. Oh, um, <laughs> I get all the rude questions all the time. I love them. Um, what makes you so qualified to do, do this? Are you qualified yeah. to do this? <laughs> I've got about... Mm, coming up to about 15 years experience in intimate body work so what does that mean that could mean um so i'm qualified and practiced in whole range of massage therapy so that could include deep tissue remedial sensual hawaiian hot stone so i've been around bodies intimately for a very long time that sort of progressed into training and for sexological body work i did embody counseling with that sort of thing so it's my experience and range of skills through dealing with bodies in different ways sort of have brought me to this one-on-one mm. -on -one work. Mm. Mm. Um, so part of what you teach is self-pleasure coaching for individuals. Yes. 
I mean, I, I'm guessing I know what that means. But <laughs> I'm a moron. I might have got it wrong. <laughs> what does it mean? What did you think of it? I don't know. <laughs> Drag me down that road. So masturbation, um, that's a word that people actually struggle with sometimes. I don't find it particularly great. Um, <laughs> self-pleasure is, is sort of seems to be a bit more describe the actual what I do a little bit better. So I work with people to see what word actually suits them. Yeah. So what that is, people may come to me with, they might struggle to have an orgasm. They might struggle to prolong their orgasms. They might come too quickly. They may not have never ever had one. They might think they might have had one, but <laughs> not, quite sure. not quite sure. So whatever range you're in, people want to learn more about orgasms or pleasure in itself. So what self-pleasure or coaching is, we sort of have a discussion, find out what the person's intention is and what they actually want to learn, um, and then work in a way that works and with their sort of context, their daily life, their boundaries, and sort of support them to start a self-pleasure practice each day. So for example, we go to personal trainers to mm -hmm. work on our bodies and you know get to a certain people may have certain goals or whatever. Yeah. So this is almost like a pleasure trainer. <laughs> oh, you're good. <laughs> so we, okay. Still a PT. Yeah. <laughs> Just, <laughs> we don't, a lot of the times we don't know what we don't know. And no one's really taught us how to touch ourselves. Yeah. And most people think, oh, well, you know, you, you can do that by default. But lots of people have different circumstances that either they learn to do it quietly, rushed, very quickly, <laughs> guiltily, guiltily um, secretively, and definitely not sort of, and then all of a sudden need to learn how to have that sex with a partner. So if you can't have sex with yourself, how and do you And you think expect? it's that important if you can't mm. do it yourself? Really? Mm. Particularly um, females. So I work with all genders or whatever, all flavors. <laughs> <laughs> and females, a lot of the time, generally males sort of have talked about masturbation more or it's more, you know, they've got... They've got a visual tool <laughs> to work with. Women are sort of sort of tucked in the inside generally. And so they don't masturbation is or self pleasure isn't as commonly talked about when they're younger. Um, in general. Some cultures and some uh, different sort of social circles, they're very open about it. So when people come to particularly women come to have sex with another partner, then they expect the other person to know how to please them. Yet if they don't know how to please themselves, how can they communicate? And that's and pressure on, isn't it, for, the, for yeah. the other partner, yeah. Or articulate exactly from a tangible reference point about what mm. works for them mm. in a communication style that is actually, you know, fun, cool and sexy. Yeah. <laughs> and in the moment rather than sort of a whole So dialogue. what's a fun, cool <laughs> and sexy way of saying you're rubbing that too hard? Um, you could guide them verbally. Um, physically, you might not have to do it verbally. So learning different ways that are going to work for you if you if you don't really want to or it could be that you're in a you know, complete sort of domination type role and you could exactly just say Bob's what you need to. Yeah. <laughs> or um, I like it better when you do it this way or how about I show you how, you know, watch me first mm -hmm. and then I can guide you mm -hmm. or a little bit less, a little bit more. In, in the context and depending on the communication style between you both, that's probably going to work. Gonna Masturbation's so weird, right? So I know someone <laughs> and... He learnt, he found himself masturbating whilst watching Top of the Pops. Oh, <laughs> and, um, nice. and it was a certain female pop star. Mm -hmm. And pretty much she's still his kind of idol, his, his, um, 
what's the word? What's the word? I can't think of words anymore. It's the drugs. What well, it, she's his kind of visual stimulant still. Muse. <laughs> yeah, she's his muse. Pleasure like, muse. A million years later, and he can't really do it unless he's thinking about this pop mm, star. Isn't mm. that weird? No, no, very normal. When we practice something over time, we um, create a neural pathway, so a pleasure pathway. So a lot of people, that's very normal. So when you have a particular way that you know that's going to get you there, yeah. you'll do it. You'll resort to it. So like people with, um, they get addicted to vibrators. Sex toys are amazing. When the the whole idea about self-pleasure coaching is sort of teaching variation in sensation to expand your capacity to feel. Yeah. So if you're just doing it hard and fast, hard and fast, one way all the time, or turning up your vibrator to 10 and on that spot, (laughs) then you become, you almost become, you overstimulate and desensitize. It's the same as when someone might be giving you pleasure. Um, If they're just doing it the same way all the time, then you're not sort of experiencing your whole pleasure range. So working with different types of touch, different sensation, hard, soft, slow, fast, stillness even, um, can help and it's sort of a lot of the pleasure coaching is teaching that as well can everyone orgasm um we all have the equipment to and the capacity to everyone's interpretation of what an orgasm is and their definition can range as well even in anatomy books and yeah and all the different have you ever sneezed and coughed at the same time that's two eighths of an orgasm isn't it I'll have to double that. <laughs> I'm sure there's an amazing equation, the <laughs> orgasmic <laughs> equation. <laughs> so everyone physically can, I guess. Miranda went to, um, who's not here, she's not in rehab, as I think everyone thinks. She's um, she's injured her arm, poor girl. Get well soon. She went to a redefining sexual pleasure talk Um and she wanted me to ask you about this because mm. the, the talk was saying that we place too much emphasis on the genitals mm. and how then that relates to women and trans. Mm. Do you agree? Absolutely. Even um, people disabled can have air orgasms. So if they you know, haven't feel anything from the neck down, you can learn to have an orgasm in your ear with, or, or wherever. You can, it's, it's a lot of what we teach is placement of attention which comes under the umbrella of mindfulness, meditation, yeah, that single point of focus, which doesn't have to be single pointed with pleasure. But when you draw attention and awareness, breath, sound, movement, touch, a whole combination of these things, you can make any part of your body orgasmic. People have food orgasms, as you know. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I mean, you know, in terms of touch, absolutely. Have foot orgasms, head orgasms. Now, you know, that in, in different worlds, uh, there's tantric worlds and things like that. They have um, there's lots of different numbers about how many orgasms a woman can have or how many orgasms a human can have. What do you I mean think... in their lifetime or during one session? No, no, uh, uh, different types. Yeah, so oh, I whereabouts? See. Yeah, <gasps> how many? Uh, I don't really get caught up in those things. I'm sure it's really interesting, like 150 or something. I'll say 69. Okay, 69. <laughs> Again, it depends on the person's. So, so if you're not having 150 different types of orgasms, don't freak out. <laughs> <laughs> the idea is that you're you you're you're feeling what your own you you are feeling what you're wanting to feel. So we have the capacity to feel a huge range, 
um, when we spend time and, and focus on it. So we have the capaci- capacity to be, you know, probably professional football players, but we don't <laughs> practice all day. If you want to practice having orgasm all day, you would probably find a huge range of <laughs> orgasms you could have. But generally we don't spend that much time, energy and focus on our sexual bodies and learning about our sexuality and pleasure in not just our genitals, but mm. in our whole body mm. alone. So there's a lot of your teaching um, psychology because the biggest organ is the brain, isn't it? Mm, mm. And if we are physically all able to have orgasms and some people don't, mm. what's going on up there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so it's sort of switching into a lot of the work I do is switching into feeling what you're feeling rather than thinking what you're feeling. So a lot of the time, particularly in sex and sort of in our daily lives, I mean, we're all looking at our phones all the time. So we've got this external link that's getting hardwired, particularly with porn, for example. So you're looking at the porn without feeling your genitals or where the sensation or where the pleasure is. So it could be your nipples, it could be your toes, whatever. Um, so you're, you're actually lo- externally wiring this pathway for your pleasure. So when you turn off the, when you're not looking at porn, it's kind of hard to Reconnect. Yeah. Reconnect. Yeah. Where is it? Where is the pleasure? <laughs> you can't just sort of turn off and on. So uh, a lot of our work is creating this sort of internal pleasure pathway, this internal link, this internal map of where, um, of listening and following the pleasure and discovering and expanding the pleasure, like I mentioned before, the sound breath mm. movement and stillness placement of awareness. Can I say something? Mm. This sounds like such a lot of work. Mm. Yeah. I'm a busy woman. Yeah. How do, so how do you... Yeah. Yep. How do you get all that going actually when you're in bed with someone? So I get it on yeah. your own. I can understand that you go into that zone and yeah. do the mindfulness and, and however you wanted to get that. Yeah. But during sex, mm. when you're actually fucking someone, or, mm-hmm. you know, how do you... You sort of both have to be on board. If yeah. you're going to sort of like, you know, expand your whole sort of sensory pathways... Um, but you've got someone who's just sort of one and done. <laughs> bam, bam, that's it. Run and done. One and done. One and done. <laughs> <laughs> Is that a New Zealand expression? Because it's lovely. <laughs> I actually heard it from over here. Oh, so, did you? Okay. Yeah, yeah. okay. <laughs> um, so then yeah, there's, you're not sort of going to be speaking the same language, <laughs> body language, literally. So, yeah, this sort of communication at an intimate level it's you don't need to sit down and have a business meeting and say we're just going to do like five minutes breathing five but um playing in a non-hugely sexually charged space and then taking the bits that you like talking about it in a really in a way that suits you yeah and then taking the bits that you like into your next sort of sex play session it doesn't have to be all of those it could just be one aspect um and it depends on your intention if you actually want to put the that sort of play in with another partner um, generally, I'd choose the partner that wants to. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> shouldn't um, shouldn't sex be easier though? Why? Why? Yeah. What? Have we, what's happened that we've made it complicated? Yeah, yeah. Lost touch of listening to our bodies. Not just in sex as well. Probably in a lot of things. Um, even when we're eating food, we're watching the TV, so you're not actually tasting what you're eating. Yeah, yeah. You're not feeling the uh, the texture, the flavors, um, slowing down. So that crosses over not just into sex, to everything. Do you have the best sex ever? Oh, it sounds like I did, wouldn't God. it? <laughs> <Do you? laughs> 
hey, um, I try and practice what I preach. Absolutely. <laughs> me and Miranda, and Miranda won't mind me saying this because she's in rehab, so she, they don't allow. You can't do sexy stuff she, in rehab? Well, I'm, I'm sure you can. I don't know. <laughs> um, I'm sure it's not allowed. Okay. Um, neither of us have had sex since we've been doing the podcast. <laughs> it's ruined our lives. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, no, yes. that you get the curse. No, and loads of. Um, the curse. Yeah, yeah, it's, it is. There's a curse in loads of groups that I'm in and, and <laughs> loads of other um, uh, presenters that I know as well. They're like, yeah, I, all I do it every day is talk, talk about it, yeah. um, do it. But um, I host Pleasure Island Parties as well yes. and, and all these Tell other... us what they are. Um, so Pleasure Island Parties is um, the guided, intimate, sensual play parties in five-star environments for up to 30 people. And... Um, Yes, it is a sex party, but it's more the whole focus is <laughs> yes, okay. is essential, um, really, and it's a guided vibe. So I welcome everyone, um, and we talk about you know safety, consent, um, hygiene, all the rest of it, and make sure everyone's nice and comfortable and relaxed. And then we do a couple of guided touch tours, so which help people get into their bodies and connect in a way that isn't. Just trying to talk awkwardly, do small talk and decide if you're attracted to someone. So we sort of skip all that and we do this, yeah, these sort of really easygoing sort of connective touch activities that you sort of get a little flavor of everyone and then do a little group massage. Everything's super easy. You can tap in, tap out. It's no, no pressure. And then from there, it's a free flow. So the whole area is beautiful and it's all nice and sort of soft and sensual. Music sort of dictates the whole rhythm. What music do you play? Enya. Music you can fuck to. <laughs> not Enya. <laughs> Definitely not Enya. <laughs> I mean to parties and there's like loads of weird alternative just two I mean I can't I can't even get it up. Like <laughs> I just I spent about probably the best of five years shazamming everything I found that I would I've got this little switch. Could I? Couldn't I? If I could, then it's, then it's, it's on the list. It's, on the list. <laughs> yeah. it's hilarious. Who who goes to the parties? What kind of people? Everyone, every type of person. So it's not just sort of uh, your quintessential sort of aged swinger um, <laughs> or dirty perv or whatever. They're all welcome. That's fine. But <laughs> anyway, <laughs> the majority of the people that turn up. Um, so the age range would be between 20s and 40s. But yeah. everyone, it's, there's not, we don't specifically have a type of yeah. person that we allow. They've got to understand consent. Yeah. They've got to um, understand the type of vibe that we're trying to create. Yeah. So, um, there are people that might be exploring, uh, that might be couples that have never played with anyone else before. It might be people who have always thought about doing something like this, but never found anything that they really liked. Um, they didn't want to go to some sort of keys in the bowl type situation. <laughs> or they could be people who are really experienced and have tried everything, but want something a little bit more guided, a little bit more intimate, yeah, and a little bit more connective rather than just a sort of fuck fest is there food there we provide snacks mm -hmm. <laughs> generally people are too busy to eat oh, straight can i eat oh they're dips sometimes uh covered bodies if you have a birthday we um we do special things with food and birthday cake <laughs> um you so there's the consent so you don't really vet people but it's a safe yeah, environment we, we do vet I have my because I've I've worked with people for such a long time. I basically people register by sending their name, a number, and a recent picture, so they are who they say they are. Mm -hmm. And then we basically have a quick phone chat, make sure they've read and understood the website if they have any questions. And from that, I can get a vibe 
as to what their intentions are. Yeah. So it is a little bit, uh, we take a real personal approach. That's quite intensive interviewing everyone. It's more of a friendly chat and, mm. I, and I can tell mm. pretty much straight away. When you do the individual lessons, mm. apart from kind of talking, do you touch? Do you help people? Mm. So with um, the sexological body work, um, I'm clothed and it's one-way touch with um, an essential massage that's a different arrangement. So with when it's just that was just sexological body work. So if um, some, sometimes, for example, mapping. So a person might have numbness in their genitals yeah. or they may have scar tissue from an episiotomy from childbirth or worse. <laughs> and and so unqualified, it's, it's glove touch if it's genitals. And it's all done very safely. So some people may have had extreme trauma so we would maybe do a few sessions before there's even any touch mm. or some people want to learn how to ask for what they want so we do um, that sort of work so they can practice with me it depends on what the person needs what do you get out of this job what do I get yeah um job career career yeah <laughs> well I, because I do a whole range of so there's a sexological work at the parties um and something else called Lady Liquid Love and other things. So Lady Liquid Love. Yeah. What's that? <laughs> the Liquid Love is an amazing sensory event um, experience, I mean, where people are guided into, we talk about consent and boundaries and on how to touch mindfully, but essentially people um, get as naked as they like on a special surface and get covered in warm olive oil. And it's guided, so they go through this whole sort of sensory journey, which is not sexual. There's no penetration or ejaculation or genital touch allowed. But it's, um, it's a very it's a way to explore your own body and others around you in a very unique way. So it's guided with music that takes you through different sort of um, energies and vibes in a way. So it could be really chilled out, slow, meditative music, or it could be really fun and mm. playful. And I do the female-only one. So that's um, it can set people up on a path for their own self-discovery in their own bodies. It can it really supports a lot of um, people who've got self-image issues or body issues. So some people may have never been naked in front of people before. And that could be a really new way to start for this sort of self-acceptance. Or some people are really tactile and want to explore touch and sensation in a unique environment <laughs> it's beautiful it's one of those things that sounds ridiculously weird but it's so, actually so yeah so the parties go on in five star places mm -hmm. that we're not going to say <laughs> yes I live in london and around the world in london and around the world mm -hmm. um where does your teaching take place um so mostly in east london mm -hmm. um where i've got a studio based um near bethnal green um otherwise people take um hire me for workshops so i might do um the art of self-pleasure um or a pussy massage workshop, a pussy or, massage workshop. <laughs> or a guided touch tour. We're doing um, uh, some of these um, with uh, uh, an event called Togetherness, which is an intimacy event. Um, so yeah, uh, varied, varied. varied um, so so, I, so what you get out of this mm. is, I think it's empowering not only for the people that I'm sort of teaching or guiding or supporting, but also for me. And you can't do this unless you were 
doing the work on yourself. So I can't mm. hold parties if I'm not feeling juicy and, mm. and centered and grounded myself. Um, I'm not saying I'm having like, you know, <laughs> sex constantly, but you can't really, you need to be in your own body in order to share that with other people. So for me, it's like, it supports a beautiful way of living as well. Thanks very much to Jessica Parker. God, I wanted to do the Sex and the City joke all night, but you know me, professional didn't. Check her out online at jessicaparker.co. My name is BB Lynch. Good Sex, Bad Sex was produced by Sam Bonham. See you next week for Good Sex, Bad Sex. Mm-hmm.